I'm Al Head, Director of the Alabama State Council on the Arts, and I want to welcome you to Alabama Arts Radio Series. Each week we will be introducing you to some exceptional artists and other special people who make the arts happen in Alabama. This program will feature the visual, performing, and literary arts, as well as folk arts, which are so much a part of our state's rich cultural heritage. Alabama is the home of a wide range of gifted and creative people who make important contributions to our unique cultural environment. Each week, members of the council staff will be visiting with some of these special people and introducing you to some of our state's most valuable human resources. Hello, this is Ann Kimsey with the Alabama State Council on the Arts. I'm here today with Jeannie Thompson, who's the director of the Alabama Writers Forum, and we're here to talk about the 2014 Alabama Book Festival. Welcome, Jeannie. Thanks, Anne. It's great to be here. Why don't you tell our listeners uh, all about the Book Festival, like what it is and when it is? Okay, great. Well, this is our ninth book festival, if you can believe that, and it takes place every year during the third Saturday in April at Old Alabama Town, just down the way from the Capitol Complex in Montgomery. It's a free event. It's family-oriented. We have five different venues for writers and activities. It starts at 9 o'clock in the morning with everything really kicking off about 10, and we wrap up around 4 p.m. Just so people can really get a sense of the festival as a whole, I'd like to encourage them to go to the website, which is alabamabookfestival.org real easy to remember. We also have an active Facebook page that we put information on every day at this point. So if you're active on Facebook, engage yourself with our social media. If you don't use Facebook, you can go to the website and see all the authors, all kinds of information. So they can go to the website and then they can also like the Facebook page and, and get updates. Who puts it on? Well, the Book Festival is a wonderful example of community cooperation. We don't have a full-time paid staff to run the Book Festival, but we use people who are professionals in their field from different areas. For instance, Bob McLean and his staff at Old Alabama Town handle the logistics because we take over two blocks of Old Alabama Town. Our um, coordinator of activities is Gail Waller, who essentially is a volunteer generalissimo of the book festival. The Alabama Writers Forum puts in a lot of uh, work with marketing and communication and also helping figure out who the writers need to be. How do we decide which writers we're going to bring? Troy University assists with funds and also a location for our, our teacher workshop. We receive major funding from the Alabama State Council on the Arts and also from the Alabama Humanities Foundation, as well as other contributors. But to say who puts it on, it's a communal effort. And if one piece of our communal mosaic fell out, we'd be in trouble. So we're, we're very grateful for the way it all works. Can you tell us some of the authors who will be presented this year? Sure. People always want to know who's going to be at the book festival. We have quite a few wonderful fiction writers who are coming. Cassandra King who's one of the best-known fiction writers, will be with us. Sina Jeter-Naslin, who's an international bestseller and a former Harper Lee Award winner, will be with us from Louisville, Kentucky. Cassandra has a new novel called Moonrise, which has just been out for a short while. 
And Cena, Jeter Naslin, has a new novel called The Fountain of St. James Court or Portrait of the Artist as an Old Woman. Now, that's a very long title, but it's an interesting book because she's basically woven together two stories, one in present day and one in France right around the time of the Revolution. So that's why we have such a long title for that book. But there are many other fiction writers, including Susan Gregg Gilmore and Stephanie Perry Moore is a writer from South Carolina who was raised in Virginia and educated in Alabama and now lives in Georgia. So she's a real Southerner. She's a Christian fiction writer. She's very well known for her African-American Christian teen series and other works, other works of fiction. We're real excited to have her coming to be with us during this festival. In addition to fiction, we also have some wonderful um, nonfiction writers, and Clifton Talbert, who has been published by a number of presses, but most recently by Montgomery's own New South Books, will be here. His first book, Once Upon a Time When We Were Colored, was made into a major motion picture, and he's published 12 books since then. His most recent one is called The Invitation. It's a memoir. And he has a great marketing line for that book. He says, this book is about what happened to the children of the help. And I think that's a great hook to interest readers. The help reference is to the novel, The Help, by Catherine Stockett. Another interesting pairing of two nonfiction writers are Carolyn McKinstry and Chervis Isom. Now, these are two people, African-American woman a white man who are both writing about their experience growing up in Birmingham during the civil rights era. Carolyn was actually in the 16th Street Church the day of the bombing. She was friends with the little girls who were ultimately killed. She was not right by them, though, when the, when the bombing happened. And she's, of course, spent a very long time processing going through this experience. And she's now written about it in a memoir called While the World Watched, A Birmingham Bombing Survivor Comes of Age During the Civil Rights Movement. Travis Isom writes about growing up in the neighborhood of Norwood. It was my idea to bring them together and let them have a conversation from their two points of view about their lives. Travis's book is called The Newspaper Boy. It's a memoir. So we'll have them together on a panel, uh, which I think will make a lot of food for thought. You usually have a children's section at the book festival. Is that going forward this year? Oh, yes. We always have this wonderful area that if you don't have a child with you, you might not ever get to. But I would encourage anybody who's looking for something special to put in an Easter basket to consider coming and spending some time in the children's area. We have a number of exhibitors who publish children's books, and then we have some great authors on view, one of whom is... Wendelin Van Drannen, who has a long-running, Edgar-winning series called the Sammy Keys series. And then she has some other series for young readers. One of them is, these titles probably mean something to you if you have kids, <laughs> Shedder Man and also The Gecko and Sticky. And she and her husband work together, Mark Huntley Parsons, and he'll be, he'll be there also. Another writer that we are excited about having is Ashley Bramlett who has a wonderful little book called Otis Goes to School about a dog, and it's a middle-grade reader. So it looks like a sort of a grown-up reader book rather than a picture book, but it's really geared toward younger readers than young adult. We think the book festival is a great way to foster 
family reading to foster the idea that books are an active part of people's lives from the very beginning. So the children's section is just a great, great area to, to spend some time in at the book festival. I noticed you have the chicken soup for the soul guy, Mark Victor Hansen. Can you right, tell? Right, right. We're about we're so stoked, as they say, to have Mark Victor Hansen, who is best known for his Chicken Soup for the Soul book series and for that brand. He's really an internationally known keynoter. He's an entrepreneurial marketing expert. We have him with us for the first time, and I think he's really doing us a tremendous favor by being a headliner for the book festival. He's appeared on Oprah, CNN, The Today Show. I mean, it's he's he's probably the best known name, or his book is the best known title at the book festival. His latest book is called You Have a Book in You, and he also has the Chicken Soup for the Soul Reader's Choice Anniversary Edition. I think everyone does feel that they have a book in them. And so the question is, how do you tap into that material and turn it into something that is publishable, readable, that can, can connect with people. So I would encourage anybody who's uh, having that itch to write to try to see Mark Victor Hansen. And that kind of leads me into our writing workshops, if I can talk about sure. those. This year, we wanted to give something hands-on for people coming to the book festival who, like I said, see themselves as writers, not just readers, not just the audience, but they would like to be the one who's ultimately publishing and presenting at a book festival or some other venue. So we have two workshops. The first one is Donald Anderson's workshop on the fundamentals of fiction, which will be at nine o'clock for one hour in the auditorium of Old Alabama Town's Loeb Center. We're asking people to go to the website, alabamabookfestival.org, and pre-register for this workshop. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. But we need to know who's coming. And so you can just fill in the box. It's very easy. Donald Anderson is a fabulously well-regarded fiction writer and prose writer. He's won the John Simmons Short Fiction Award, the Notable Essay Award for 2012, and he directs the creative writing program at the U.S. Air Force Academy. If you're interested in Donald Anderson, please go to his website and see what he's written and what he's done. Then later on in the day for the book festival, we have a workshop called How to Get Your Work Published with Charles Salzberg from New York. Charles has uh, taught many aspiring writers through the New York Writers Workshop, and he's done a lot of ghostwriting. His work has appeared in Esquire, New York Magazine, Red Book. I've met Charles in a couple of different contexts, both in New York and in Alabama, And he is one of the most generous people I've ever been around in terms of teaching other people the business of writing. So, again, if you'd like to go to this workshop, How to Get Your Work Published with Charles Salzberg, that will be at 1 o'clock in the same location at the Loeb Center. And we need people to pre-register for that. This is something new. We haven't done it before. We think there's a market for this. And it is sort of a gift to the community to give these workshops as free workshops. So I encourage people to go to alabamabookfestival.org and check out the writing workshops. It's on the landing page. As soon as you open it up, you'll see the workshops and you can click through to it. That serves a different audience. So that that's good. That kind of opens it up to, right, to people right. who are- Writers, not just readers. And also people, I would say that anybody who is already self-published ought to check out Charles's workshop. 
because publishing has changed so much these days that sometimes you can go from being self-published to being with an imprint. And I think Charles would have good tips for those people, too. We're going to take a short break. I'm here with Jeannie Thompson, director of the Alabama Writers Forum, and we're talking about the 2014 Alabama Book Festival. The Alabama Arts Radio Series is presented to you by the Alabama State Council in the Arts in cooperation with Troy University Public Radio. The Council is the official arts agency in Alabama with the mandate to support the broadest range of artistic resources throughout the state. The Council emphasizes educational programs that reach students of all ages and works to provide all sectors of the population with access to quality arts experiences. For information about the Council's grant program and various forms of technical assistance, call area code 334-242-4076 or visit our website at arts.alabama.gov. We're back. This is Ann Kimsey with the Alabama State Council on the Arts, and I'm talking with Jeannie Thompson of the Alabama Writers Forum, and we're discussing the 2014 Alabama Book Festival, which will be in Montgomery. Saturday, April 19th. Will you tell our listeners again how they can look that up on the website? Sure, and it's the website is very easy to remember. It's alabamabookfestival.org. If you forget that, all you have to do is type in Google Alabama Book Festival, and I'm sure it'll pull it up. Just to kind of paint a picture of where the book festival is, we basically take over old Alabama town on that Saturday. People familiar with Montgomery know that it's just a few blocks down from Madison, going away from the Capitol. The cross streets of North Hall and Jefferson, are sort of, that's sort of the dead center of the Alabama Book Festival. So we take over what are called the North and South Blocks of Old Alabama Town, and we have venues set up in the front yard of Hagler House on the corner of Hull and Columbus. That's where the poetry tent is. Behind Hagler House and all up into the North Block, we have the children's section. Across the street in the South Block, we have a big tent where we put some of our larger headliners. We're in the church, the log cabin area, and exhibitors are sort of laced all through there. And then in the Grange Hall, we have the bookstore, very important. (laughs) This is the node of the book festival, where Capital Book and News, our local bookseller, who's been our champion and hero bookseller, you know, from the beginning, they have the author's books in there. So you can go in there, buy books, and then after each person reads or speaks, we have a book signing time. So you do get a chance after you hear the author to go up, get a book signed, say hello, and that sort of thing. The vendors are also selling books if their authors are not part of the festival. There's commerce that happens there. And we have quite a variety of vendors, organizations, presses, individual writers who buy a booth and want to be there. And if you come and spend the whole day uh, and you get hungry or thirsty, we do have food vendors. We 
are uh, sort of increasing the number that we have this year. We'll have barbecue and sandwiches, coffee and drinks. And we really did listen to what people said last year. They wanted more food vendors. So we're making a concerted effort to have more food vendors this year. The two workshops that we talked about earlier that are open to the public happen over in the Loeb Center, which is the headquarters of Old Alabama Town. And that's right next to Kiwanis Park. It's right next to Kiwanis Park. It's traveling just one block northwest from the north block. I know that sometimes people have trouble with directions, but if you get to the book festival, you'll find the Loeb Center. And again, if you go to the website, alabamabookfestival.org, there is a tab to click on for directions, and it has maps. So if you're listening to this uh, interview and you live and you don't live in Montgomery, don't worry, you can go there and see a map of exactly how to get in. This year, the Joy to Life run is not happening the same day as the book festival. Joy to Life is the next Saturday. So this means that there won't be as much congestion downtown with traffic and things being rerouted. It's convenient for the book festival. Just want people to know that because in the past, we've always been at the same time. Well, you mentioned a little earlier about the Poetry Tent. Could you tell us a little about that? Yeah, the Poetry Tent is curated by the Alabama Book Festival. And right now we have 10 poets who will be there, some from Alabama who live here, some from out of state. One of our groups of poets who will be here are published by Negative Capability Press, which is published by former Poet Laureate Sue Walker out of Mobile. And we'll have Vernon Falks, Celia Lewis, Mary Murphy, and then, of course, Sue from Negative Capability Press. We like to highlight a press in that way. We also have something special this year in the Poetry Tent. The South Arts Literary Touring Program has underwritten the appearance of Randall Horton, who's a poet who's been with us before. He's from Birmingham originally, but now he teaches in Connecticut and lives in New York City. And Randall's very involved in the Afrolatchian poets in Cave Conum. He's an editor for Willow Books. The Writers Forum likes to foster the idea that Alabama writers who have gone out out of state and made their careers elsewhere can come back and give back to their home state. So Randall will be doing a number of outreach activities about three or four days before the festival, and then he'll be with us at the festival. His uh, local outreach will be to go to the Youth Services Campus to work with the boys in writing our stories, and then also to work with students at G.W. Carver High School, where we have gone the last three or four years, and we expect Randall to do some writing workshops with those young people. Now, there's another student group, a student reading group, that's going to be there. Is that correct? Yeah, this is something that flies a little bit under the radar for the general public, but I think it's really important to know this. Foster Dixon, who teaches creative writing at BTW, has organized a student readers group, and the book that they're using is Randall Williams's Slave Narratives. It was published several years ago by New South Books, but lately, especially with the recent films such as 12 Years a Slave winning the Academy Award, you know, for Best Picture, there's a lot of interest in helping young people understand what slave narratives were about. Randall and Foster collaborated on this special reading group. So at nine o'clock at the festival, the high school students who read the book will gather and Randall will be there and Foster will be there and they'll have a discussion about the book. 
This connects the book festival to schools, to education, to Alabama history, to local publishing. It, it does a lot of things. We're real happy to do that. We'd love to do more of that. We want teachers to be involved in the book festival in whatever way. And we'd love to hear from teachers about what they might be interested in doing in the future. And these are actual slave narratives that Randall compiled? Yes. Well, I'd like to talk about some of the other authors that you're bringing. I've, there's one in particular I'm excited about. That's Elaine Orr, because I just read her memoir, Gods of Noonday, about growing up in Nigeria. I have just bought her novel, Another Son. I can hear her and talk to her. But And that's yeah. also one thing I love is that you can actually talk to the authors and hear them read their own work. So. Right. Elaine's book also hooks in with our current cultural interest in better understanding the period of enslavement in our country. Another Son takes place on two continents. It takes place in in the United States during the period of enslavement around, I believe the date is around 1840-1850. Then it also takes place over on the continent of Africa because the missionary couple in the book travel from the U.S. to Africa. What's really fascinating about this book is that the woman in the couple has never been there. The husband has been there before, but the woman hasn't. So we get to see her take on Africa having come from living on a plantation in America. And there's nothing like narrative and human emotion to make history come alive. And that's what Elaine accomplishes in this book. It's a really good read. It's kind of a page-turner book because you want to know what happens next. It also hooks back in with a writer we had last year, Margaret Wrinkle, and her book Wash, which took place in essentially the same time frame, but it was all happening in Tennessee with a lot of flashbacks to West Africa. So I really wanted Elaine to come this year because I thought the audience that we were building for understanding history through fiction would be fed again with her book. So I can't wait to see what you think about it. I look forward to it. I want to ask about some natural history writers that I think you are bringing. Right. We have some really interesting people coming. Uh, we have Jim Lacefield, who is a biologist and earth scientist up at UNA, and his book is called Lost Worlds in Alabama Rocks, A Guide to the State's Ancient Life and Landscapes. Sometimes we forget about, we're so busy to read about the next new thing and the next new thing and what happens next and what's going on with climate change. But if we go back and look at what the world was like 70 million years ago, <laughs> it gives us a perspective. And another one that we're really happy to have is R. Scott Duncan's Southern Wonder, Alabama's Surprising Biodiversity. This book has a foreword from E.O. Wilson, the um, Pulitzer Prize-winning Alabama naturalist. It's a big Nice book with a lot of photographs. It's beautifully done. It would make a really great Christmas present or birthday present or special present for somebody who loves the state of Alabama and the, and the biodiversity of this state. I'm a poet, but my favorite thing to read a lot of the time is natural history because then I get to connect with so many actual images, not something theoretical, not something maybe I don't quite understand, but something that I can understand because natural history is a way for us to connect with our world in in a in an imaginative and, and really uh, basic way. So R. Scott Duncan is one of our uh, 
natural history writers who will be at the book festival this year. It's published by the University of Alabama Press. We have several UA Press authors coming. We have fiction writer Roy Hoffman with his novel, Come Landfall, which takes place on the coast of Alabama uh, around the time of Hurricane Katrina. Another University of Alabama Press book I would like to mention is by Dan J. Puckett. He is uh, associate professor and teaches European history at Troy University. His book, In the Shadow of Hitler, Alabama Jews, the Second World War, and the Holocaust. Professor Puckett, as I said, he teaches modern European history at Troy University. And the perspective he brings on this particular aspect of Alabama history is really interesting. And if you think about what all we're showing about our state at this book festival, it's pretty diverse. You know, we have natural history. We have issues relating to slavery, even though it may not have been taking place in Alabama, like Elaine Orr's book in South Carolina. It's still the same subject. We have coming all the way up to the present. If people are students of Alabama history, they're also going to find something that they like at the book festival. It's not just novels. It's a lot of other um, types of writing, too. I'd like to just add one more person to that list of people writing about Alabama history. Toby Warren, who lives in Auburn, serves veterans and their families throughout the community of Alabama in a number of ways. And he has a book called My Dear Boy, Jack. And this is about the correspondence between Jack, who was a young polio victim, and George Washington Carver. Toby Warren is starting a new series called Leadership for the Soul. So again, here we have one of the most famous Alabamians, if not one of the most famous people from our country, George Washington Carver, being brought to life through his correspondence with someone who suffered from polio. So we're real happy to have Toby Warren with us. I would like to mention, Anne, that we're still looking for volunteers for the Alabama Book Festival. You can go to the website and under the tab that says participate, there's a sign up sheet for volunteers. Volunteers, they are part of the backbone of the festival. They do everything from help writers get from the reading area over to the signing area. They might be asked to just stand by one of the areas and be a gopher for whoever is sort of overseeing the tent. Uh, They can work in the children's area. They can help in the green room. They could help in the bookstore. It's a great way to do a little service and uh, be a part of putting together this community-oriented, community-run Alabama Book Festival. Would you just summarize again, like the time and the place? Sure. The The ninth annual Alabama Book Festival takes place Saturday, April 19th in Old Alabama Town in Montgomery, Alabama. All of the information you would need is online at alabamabookfestival.org. Shortly, we'll have the complete schedule posted so people can print it out and decide who they want to see and when they want to see them. Our books are provided by Capital Book and News. We have food vendors, exhibitors, and we just hope everybody will come out and take part. Well, I look forward to being there, and thank you for coming by and telling our listeners all about it. Thanks, Ann. We really appreciate the support of the Alabama State Council on the Arts. This is Ann Kimsey with the Alabama State Council on the Arts, and we've been speaking today with Jeannie Thompson, Director the Alabama Writers Forum, and one of the coordinators for the 2014 Alabama Book Festival.
This program was brought to you by the Alabama State Council on the Arts and the Alabama Center for Traditional Culture. Technical production by Steve Grauberger. All radio programs can be heard online at alabamaartsradio.com. Series theme music, The Bounds of Beauty, was composed and performed by Scooter Muse.